All right, we are recording. I have on the Final Percent podcast both of the Mac twins in one place. You got to say, you got like WWE. Hold on. Okay, let's see it. All right, come on. Give it to them. I, I have in uh, one place on the podcast, we've got Woo! Ian and Evan Macklin. <laughs> All right, I like that better, dude. <laughs> Let's go! Oh my gosh, that was so good. All right, that was that was better. You're right, that was good. All right, cool. Yeah. Now that the stage is set, the stage is set. Well, I mean, there's there's a lot of people out there who who had even said they'd never seen you in one place because no nobody could nobody could be you know it's like splitting awesome into two separate categories. You know what I mean? One just has a little bit of scruff on his face, you know. So, uh, uh, obviously, we met each other quasi-digitally through, just, you know, operating on big stages in um, Denver, and we just kind of engaged with each other in the digital domain, and then we really hit it off because it's pretty obvious we're cut from the same cloth. Um, some of the things I want to talk about is you've been at a and we don't need to name names i'll let you name any names that you want to name but very few people on planet earth can you know walk into it doesn't matter what dealership it is and just say hey we're just gonna you know triple your business because uh we're here um and that's how much what is inside of you matters and that's how much your dedication and your energy matters and I'm just, I'm just wondering where, where the heck does that come from? What, like, why are you guys like, cause if, if anyone on here, like, please follow these guys because they are maybe the single brightest star that I watch on any social media, because you always know you're going to be entertained. It is just absolutely great. Um, yeah. But where the heck does it come from? When did you guys start with all this energy and all this excitement and I'm just going to crush life? Where, where did it come from? I mean, when we were young, uh, like when we were born, of course, we were just natural athletes. I mean, if you can't tell, Evan's down there just looking chiseled as hell. I mean, he's, he's fueled by Optavia right now. But um, <laughs> just being kids, being kids, we always had natural competition. We, we had to win, right? We were – we, we grew up in kind of a winning atmosphere. Uh, we had a hardworking mom that just wanted us to win, wanted us to be the best, um, and a single mom. So we always had uh, just an act to perform at our highest possible level because we had that support. Um, and then we always just had this thing where we just like to push each other. Um, Evan hit me with a hammer one time, and I think that that's why we've kind of got down a little different path because now I'm a little different than he is, you know? <laughs> you know, and – that's one of the cool things about having a brother or, or a sibling or, and especially a twin brother. Sometimes you got to be that hammer for somebody and just bust them over the head and keep them going. Mm -hmm. And Ian and I both were just, we're just natural competitors. And so we, if we were, if we weren't twins, we probably would be tremendously awesome and just continue to push energy and everything. And that's super important. But when you have a twin brother and um, somebody that's close to you and that's also very good at business, very good at sales, very good at pushing other people. When you can take different parts of that, like I do, I do everything my style. He does his stuff, his style, but when we, when we combine it, um, yeah, sometimes we can, we can be a little crazy, but it's fun. We make magic for sure. So, so here's, here's a question that I, 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 I have that I think 
maybe everybody because obviously you guys get lumped into this this oh it's the twins it's it's not ian it's not evan it's it's the twins you always get kind of lumped oh, yeah. together what what is the biggest way you guys are different evan uh the I, i'd say the biggest way we're different um you know we're we're the same in, in so many ways i mean we're, we're identical twins you know and the, the crazy part um when people meet ian and i they can kind of after talking to us for a little while um I guess in certain ways, I'm a little bit more reserved than Ian in, in different ways. Ian's, Ian's got a lot, little bit more fuck it in his system. Like he, he will give it to you and there, there, there's almost zero filter when it comes to it. And which is, which is great. Sometimes I, I have to be that other side of the brain that kind of, but, but, but you've only got like, okay. So if he has zero filter, how much filter do you have? I got like 2%, you know, it's like 2%. So, <laughs> Although it's although although it's crazy, you know, I'm I've got a little bit more, you know, a lot more fucking in my system than a lot more other a lot of other people. Um, my my brother is definitely, and it's it's pure passion. It's it's not anything from, it's not anything bad. It's just pure passion that he has, and you know, you can you can either get on the bus or you can he can sometimes run you over. But I can always be there. It, we we play off of our dynamic very well, and there's certain things that he just does great, and there's certain things that I do great. All right, your, your number one, your number one pet peeve about your brother. Your number one pet peeve. So, so Evan, you got to tell me your number one pet peeve about Ian, and Ian, you got to tell me the same thing. Um, besides Evan, their looks, uh, Ian talks the looks too much. So very good. Ian, talk, Ian talks too damn much, and he always wants the spotlight. So I don't know why he's not talking right now. Um, dude, I don't know. I mean. We're, we're twins i mean we're we're with each other a lot of the time so um i always try to push him too hard on the bench press <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I don't know um i don't know I, we're it's I, I that's a hard question there's so many pet peeves that i have about my brother like fucking just sometimes just he just just my brother you know <laughs> there's like look, he walked look, out look, right look, now, here, he walks here's, out here's of one thing Here's one thing. Like, I'm a great delegator. There's certain things that I just – I'm not going to do, and I just – there's no there's no convincing me. So, you know, we can, we're both very stubborn. We're both very stubborn. Um, I've got an incredible team around me, and so sometimes I don't pick shit up. You know, there's – I just don't. I mean, I, I got Angela and her, her team. They come behind me once a week and help me out around the house and stuff like that. This is what it is. I got yeah, other shit to be doing. I would say leaving the almond milk out. We spoil like 14 almond milk. Dude, milk. all day long. We spoil. <laughs> Dude, the amount of almond milk we waste that we could be putting into this freaking, these epic uh, Hercules chisel bodies, you know, like that are just epic. We could be drinking that. <laughs> so that's, that's my biggest pet peeve is freaking almond milk, dude. We just don't put all things away. Almond but, milk. It's we. But, it's not you. It's we. <laughs> My favorite, my favorite one was, well, sometimes he's just my brother. That's my <laughs> biggest. <laughs> that, that's really it. I mean, everything he does can piss you off, right? You know, <laughs> throwing my food off the balcony the other day on Instagram. Go follow him on Instagram. I have a whole section on my Instagram dedicated to how dumb Evan can be sometimes. <laughs> I will. I will say, I was. It was and right when the food went off the balcony. I, I had to go show it to Kayla and she was literally shocked. She's like, she's like, I thought they would have like played like they th threw it off, but like 
she's like you can see <clears throat> you can see that it got thrown off and it hits the ground like she's like and then you guys are shooting and they, they live in downtown so yeah it's oh man so yeah, all right, no, so, it's a cor- it's a quarantine i was like I, I was kind of nervous, like, because I was like, oh, man, I hope nobody calls the cops. Like, the last thing I'm trying to do is go to jail and a quarantine and all this stuff. <laughs> I would have loved that. That would have been awesome. <laughs> I would have itched up front. I would have said who it is, you know. <laughs> all right. Back on track. Um, so when did you guys know that, you know, sales was in your blood? Because, I mean, I watched you guys at your other dealership. You, you guys were, you know, always number one and number two battling basically literally changing because you're not just changing and that's the thing that i think people don't fully understand about business is when you guys come to a place you're not just changing your financial situation you're changing the dealership's financial situation you're changing the people in finance you're training the other salespeople. you're helping them do business better like you're, you just when you guys show up kind of anywhere you're changing the financial future of you know like 10 20 30 100 people and then also like i watched you it and it was so great on your instagram i can't remember who it was um but one of you took the time with uh an elderly woman for like basically all day where normally you'll sell like three to five cars. Yeah. But you, you guys, you guys put in work and you guys really care about taking care of your customers. And how, how do you balance such a high level of customer service, such a high level of closing deals? When did, when did this like, Hey, we're superstars at sales. When did that happen? When did, when did you guys realize that? We were kids, you know, we were raised in a certain way where our mom would tell us, guys can have whatever you want but go out and work for it in 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 terms of you're not going to have anything unless you go out and work for it so we would go out and uh we had we probably mowed every lawn in the neighborhood all summer long we would like 5 30 because my mom would also be like hey you know if you do something i'll help you out with certain certain things but we also knew if we could get one neighbor involved and they told their other neighbor and the other neighbor told the other neighbor that uh quickly make you know, a lot of money. So we, uh, we would mow every lawn in the neighborhood, usually by like 11, 12 o'clock. I'm talking 20, 30 houses. Like we would wow. figure a little book of business that we would write down, which is pretty cool. I don't know necessarily know where that came from, but um, we, you know, we just, we had that to where we knew once we got the reward, which was the money, um, because there wasn't smiles like there is when we're helping, you know, a little, you know, old lady. Through the um, but more of that money work where we could go buy what we wanted to buy um evan and i would go to sam's then and take that, that money that we earned from selling uh, or from mowing lawns to we would buy uh go to sam's club and buy crates of gum and like pencils and stuff like that we'd sell it out of our lockers oh <laughs> and so God, we had a, we had a awesome. school store yeah school flip, store. It. flip it the store started catching on to there that nobody was going to the school store like we would have we were in north hall in thunder ridge and we had like two lockers, our buddy Derek, and we would sell out of his locker, our ours. They shut us down a couple times, you know, and uh, the little pencils were a dollar. We'd sell them for 45 cents. Uh, so we'd undercut them huge because we were buying them for 15 cents. Um, and we were making, you know, 20, 30 bucks a day, dude. And we're like, you know, 20, 30 bucks a day, that's three, 400 bucks a month. You know, this is huge. And we had our lawn mowing. And so we quickly figured out, like, if we could 
leverage our time, the people around us. You know, we always had friends that wanted to, you know, kind of make money and different things. And sometimes it wasn't all for the better, but, um, you know, it kind of taught us we could do what we had to do there. And then translating that into car sales, it, it is important. Sometimes it's a big weight to us because uh, we bring uh, that, you know, when we bring friends in to sell pencils and stuff like that, and they're making money, you know, you, you have that as kind of like an entrepreneur, right? You want to take care of uh, the people around you. And when you're uh, salespeople, sometimes make the mistake of thinking that they're not an entrepreneur, thinking that they're not taking care of other people's family. The way you set people up, uh, going to what you said with uh, taking care of that old lady, um, you know, she, uh, we, we have grandparents, right? We care really deeply about our grandparents. And so we like to treat people the way that, of course, our family would be treated, the golden rule. Um, and we also know that that little lady, by taking that extra time, treating her um, to the best possible of our ability, whether we could sell three cars or five cars that day. Uh, or none. Believe, or not. You know, God would probably bless us in the right way if we're doing the right things. So um, right. we, by taking care of her that extra, I think she ended up sending Evan, um, her ne uh, like her uh, nephew or something like that, like mm -hmm. very recently. And so, it, you know, it goes around and it comes around. So, you know, we're always telling people, yeah, you know, you are an entrepreneur of the car business. If you mm -hmm. think that you're just here to sell cars for yourself, you're sadly mistaken. Um, yeah. You are taking care of other people's families. The way that you're taking care of that person and then the finance manager, it's very important to me. If anybody's ever worked with me in finance, I can be a very big asshole if I feel like my customer has not been taken care of to the utmost uh, level, right? I've, I've gotten in almost, you know, some big blowouts with uh, <laughs> to make it be I just love it. Like you're talking up here and <laughs> Evan just starts smiling because he's obviously thinking of some big blowout that like, uh, I can attest to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's People think that customer service in our business, uh, you get the sale um, and that's a common misconception. You get the sale and then, um, you know, the customer is now sold. That doesn't matter. Uh, that's the furthest thing from the truth for what Evan and I believe. Uh, that's when the sale starts. It doesn't start with uh, that one sale. I'm not in it for one sale. Evan's not in it for one sale. I'm in it for 10 or I really don't want to do the deal. Honestly, I've told people that I've told people, Hey, this isn't the time for you to buy a car. And they're like, well, I can buy it. I can afford it. And I'm like, well, I, let's look at this. And maybe you can't right now. And I'm just trying to help you with my experience. Um, maybe we should be waiting a little bit of time because we want to set that customer up to the best financial ability that they can be. We want to take care of them on a whole nother level and be looking at it uh, like you were telling me the other day from a leadership perspective of down the line versus what's right there in front of you. Mm -hmm. So we try to transition, can translate um, our background of like just being young little hustlers, you know, young little fun, you know, running around having fun um, and trying to make deals like that in middle school to, you know, fully into the car business and um, you know, yeah, that sort of thing. So that's, that's kind of how it works for us. That's so good. That's that was that was like literally like your methodology is like a sales masterclass just right there. I mean, if you if you think about it, just you know taking care of the 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 little old lady, if you will, who needs a ton of extra time in this, Absolutely. and and then and then she's gonna send. Hey, you, all of her friends are gonna need to talk to you because a lot of people don't have that that patience in them, and that's one of the things that like I try to help young people especially understand of I, I talk a lot about being the ceo of your own life and and you have to define reality but if we take that a step for, further and we we call ourselves you don't work for <clears throat> for instance right now you guys are at tynan's nissan 
you guys don't actually work for Tynan's Nissan. You guys are in U Incorporated. Right. And U Incorporated, their number, your number one client right now is Tynan's. So yes. that, doesn't, that doesn't mean that you, you don't work for anybody but yourself. And if you incorporated or there, okay, I've got these clients. Now you guys are also health coaches. You've got these other clients. You guys are going to absolutely be cons like consulting major corporations. They're going to be clients. And that's the thing that people need to realize when you start doing, oh, well, this person doesn't pay me enough or this person doesn't do this. This person doesn't do that. At the end of the day, that just means you have a crappy client. So you need to either find a different client or more clients. And yeah. that's what I love about you guys. You guys are always planting seeds and yeah. you guys are always ready for an opportunity. And I think that's one of the thing is a lot of people are not prepared with a ton of opportunities and you guys are flip-flopping that and saying, hey, we would rather be over-prepared with no opportunities so that right when the opportunity comes up, we take advantage of it. Yeah. And kind of to touch on that, um, <clears throat> Tynan's, first of all, one of the best families in, in Colorado to work for. I mean, I, I mean, I could go on and on about it, how, how great they are and why we went, why we came over to that store. Um, but like, like you said, you know, it's, it's our business. Tynan's provides us the vehicle. They provide us the store. They provide us the millions of dollars worth of inventory. Um, but as a sales per you're, and I don't know why people don't like to call themselves salespeople anymore. I mean, we could probably well, dive into all that stuff. I, the whole world, everybody just became a salesperson overnight. Yep. Yeah, now they are. Um, now uh, it's fun. But, but the, the, the thing is, is like, you have to be able to take that responsibility of your business and want to drive and want to, want to get the money after the sale and not just so, so many sales guys are just focused on that customer in front of them and not what that cut and not picking up the, the second money in the deal. Look, if you're willing to spend, if you're willing to spend a couple hundred dollars with me on up to a couple hundred thousand dollars on a car with me and anywhere in between that car could be a Bentley for you. And it might be a thousand dollar car. I've had people cry leaving the dealership with a thousand dollar car. Um, I've had guys come by hundred thousand dollar cars that, you know, have treated me like, you know, like shit, you know, either way. But that customer who bought that thousand dollar car versus that hundred thousand dollar customer is no is literally no different. In fact, if you treat every customer great, but you know, especially nurture that thousand dollar customer and try to build them up so they're they're growing and buying those cars from you, they'll send you the most customers. Usually Absolutely. that that customer who who's bought that little car or something like that, if you've helped them along the way, they have so much appreciation for you. Mm -hmm. And then you're 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 growing that business, but Tynan's provides us the overhead. It's up to us as the CEOs of our life to just crush it, go in there and show, you know, and, and, and show up and deliver and help everybody else deliver too. Because at the end of the day, if, if, if our salespeople aren't selling cars and, and we're the only, only stars of the dealership, well, then we're not, you know, then the dealership's not making a ton of money. So we, we like to build everybody up and, and the customer included. Well, and that's, <clears throat> I think that's the, the biggest thing that sets apart the people who are saying that they like to sell things versus the, the people who are true masters of their craft. And like you just said, we want to, like, it's, it's so amazing the way you guys are talking because the fact that you guys are only 30, it blows my mind um, because you just said we we realize what we can do that we've got this vehicle provided to us and we're going to go in there and crush it but we also want to build up the dealership and we want to build up our customer 
Mm-hmm. So everybody wins. Everybody's stronger. And then everyone is going to be able to go, okay, cool. We can give you more cars to sell. And then that you build up the customer. Okay. We can buy more cars. It's just, it's, it's, it's a cycle. It, yeah, and it's, it's, a it's, it's so, it's so refreshing to hear people talk like that. And, and that's one of the things that I have tried to hammer into people's head when I'm doing sales training is so many people do think that salesman is a bad word. And that just means you don't make a big enough difference. That means you just suck at what you do. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you get rewarded for the difference that you make. At the end of the day, you're going to get paid very well for the difference that you make. So if you're not making a bunch of money trying to be a salesman, that just means you're not making a difference in people's lives. And that's, yeah. that's what it boils down to. Exactly. And, and everyone that I've met off of your team, the way that you guys, and that's a, a really kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, a, a telltale sign of, you know, who someone is, because you guys were with another dealership for a long time. You, you switched, uh, you took a little break, went to another dealership, and I've literally never ha- heard you say a bad word about the other dealership the current dealership, it's always, you're in a new vehicle. Hey, you're going in this path. You're going in this. And I think that is, again, that's another thing that is so refreshing because you guys really don't have any time for toxicity or toxic talking. And that's one thing that I think people, especially in America need to learn is acid destroys the container in which it's held. So if you hold in a bunch of negativity, you're destroying yourself. Oh yeah. And right now is it's the, right now is the prime example to like to, to take, to really take a look at that. And if you're in, who's ever watching this, um, we're going to be drowned. There's going to be so much negativity going on and, and granted, you know, the you know, with the economy and the virus and everything like that, but you got to figure out a way to drown out that negativity and find a way to, to find a way. And not that you have to be a big cheerleader, like, Oh, everything's just going to be okay but you got to fall back on your disciplines and you got to fall back on what you believe in and then just push forward because you can't just be, you can't be stuck on, on one negative topic or, or one Absolutely. thing because you have a life to live and, and it's not going to, it's not going to create any type of, any type of good. If you're not bringing positivity to yourself, your team, your family, you know, your kids. Well, and not- that's, and that's one thing, even before we, we started recording this call, we were talking about how, funny it is how like all three of us are kind of cut from the same cloth and how we're high energy and a lot of people think that high energy and you know these like kind of boisterous things that we tend to do and you know throw plates of food off and yell woo on trails like everything that we're going to do to like freak people out they they think oh well they're, they're a bunch of kids well at the end of the day we're actually probably i mean it's easter sunday and we're all on a zoom call trying to drop knowledge yeah, and, right. You know, we're meeting up and we're getting right on our fitness and we're probably more disciplined. And that's why I did a whole talk on our 333 calls about don't be so freaking serious. You don't have to be serious. You don't. You can, you can still have fun. And the more fun that you have, the less fear that you have. So right. that's why there's a book out there called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And it's, <laughs> I love it. It's I'll literally, it it's, it's like gold. It's nonstop gold. But that's kind of how we live our life. Because just because we're loud doesn't mean that we're, we're not scared sometimes. Doesn't mean we're right. not going, man, what the hell is, is, are the, is anyone going to buy something? Or, or right. this, uh, no, we just, we keep showing up 
and we keep putting one foot in front of a, 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 another. And, but we also are building this community with each other to lift us up. And I think that's one of the things that's really cool to watch with you guys is just because you're siblings and you have that twin connection and everything, you guys are able to challenge. And that's probably why each of you are just so unbelievably great at what you do and who you are, because you have that person sitting right next to you that will challenge you. And if, and you watch if, if the other one is going a little bit faster, a little further than the other one, you're like, no, dude, no, I'm coming for you. It's, it's yeah. on. And yeah. I mean, unless it's racquetball and it's them versus me, oh, God. one of them are very good. I mean, actually, oh. they're both pretty terrible. You, so, had to uh, put, you had to put that out there for public knowledge. Okay, we, Greg, I mean, racquetball. I, I'm just, I'm just saying, I mean, we can, we can get on a court whenever you want. I, I hadn't, I haven't swung a racket in, you know, 10 years. And uh, these guys just, I mean, you think they're fit. You, you think that they have good fitness. We just talked about all discipline and health and they're competitive. You know, maybe they just, I think maybe they both took a few Ambien before they tried to play me because that's what it felt like. <laughs> you know, when you're just an awkward bowling ball and you're like a, with T-Rex arms, dude, there are things that we're just not going to be able to do. Those things yeah. That but, game is built for you. You're that, I mean, when you're this big to the ground and you can just like this and you can just <laughs> You're like a little racquetball ninja. You're a You're little racquetball ninja. When this is all over, this is all over, I'm going to set up games. I just need you to show up. I'm going to pay you a portion. I'm not going to tell you what that is, but I'm going to pay you a good portion, and I'm going to set up some, some games for you. Basically, it's going to be a little bit. You, you want to know, because I know it's going to happen. There's no way it doesn't, just because I do know your competitive nature, and and uh, they they are going to absolutely I, I i may never play racquetball with you guys again because it's inevitable that you guys actually will beat me because you yeah, guys no, are we, incredibly athletic we and have a, we're racquetball coach now <laughs> yeah we have a full-time he's full-time before all this happened we were getting full-time courses i'm telling <laughs> you when that happens and you're like okay come see me on the court i'm gonna be like ah but see what had happened was the way my racket worked <laughs> in my bank account is uh it's tuesday and i don't have a racket till friday so. <laughs> we'll show up on that. <laughs> well um honestly you know from me to you guys it has been a, a giant honor and a giant privilege getting to know you guys more um to talk to and, and like the our first meeting was i mean and just i'm putting this out there for the world to know I mean, me, me and these two are going to have this consultancy firm. So if you actually want to get good at sales and transform your business, um, we've, we've talked about it. Obviously, the coronavirus, you know, kind of puts everything in molasses. But uh, they are true masters of who they are and what they do. That's the actual secret sauce. That's why they get uh, rewarded in the way they do. And honestly, it's been an honor and a privilege getting to know you, calling you, you know, friends and brothers and partners. And uh, I know that this is just the beginning. And I really, I appreciate you guys uh, so much more than I think you guys understand. Well, Greg, thank you, man. We really appreciate you. You know, uh, just us being in business and working together like we have, it's been huge. I wanted to say one thing um, for the people watching and things like that is, uh, you don't have to be, uh, you, you can be an introvert and be amazing in our business. You can be, you don't have to be an Ian. You don't have to be an Evan. You don't have to be a Greg Kimball. Uh, you can be a you. Some yeah. of the best people I know are not 
they're completely so opposite of me. Um, and I've relied on them for things that um, you can just, you can never imagine. Some can go in and close a deal 10 times harder than I can um, just because they're, they're focused on being the best of them. So uh, watching, don't be, don't worry about being an Evan. Don't worry about being a Greg. Worry be about you. Being, yeah, be authentic. Greg, your own unicorn. Uh, focus on the talents that you have. Uh, take those talents and just expand them, uh, especially in these times. A lot of people are retreating. They're also reacting, um, you know, going and getting toilet paper and doing all these things that uh, I guess you can do. Uh, but in these times, if you're expanding your talents, if you're really getting after it, if you're really – uh, working on those things. Um, I was listening to something earlier and they were saying the new sales guy, uh, no matter if they're an introvert, extrovert, or whatever you are, uh, right now are going to come back to my business. And if they're really wanting to be a killer, no matter who they are, they have the ultimate time right now to expand their business and their minds. Exactly um, right. And they come back and they can beat the shit out of a guy like me. So a guy like me that knows that is never going to allow that. So mm -hmm. I am expanding my talents on a whole nother level that I've never done before. Mm -hmm. um, I'm training every day harder than I'm going to train. I'm doing things that I've never, ever been able to do. Um, not just because I want to do them, but because I know when I come back to my vehicle of business, whichever it is, whatever four businesses or five businesses that I'm going to be in, uh, you are going to be reduced to the level of your training. So if you're mm -hmm. training every day to be the best that you can be, no matter if you're not whatever anybody would say this is uh you can be whoever you're going to be and you can be great at it just focus mm -hmm. on you focus on the talents that you possess and you'll take those to a whole nother level yeah always know that you only rise to the level of your incompetence so what you want to do is raise raise your level because you can only rise to the level of your incompetence you can always solve every problem until you can't and what we're trying to do is raise the lid on our own potential. And that's why we get in groups like this. That's why we hang out and we challenge each other. And, and you know, we, I mean, you're, you follow all of us on Instagram and I guarantee you, you're going to see Evan Mac, Evan, Mac Evan Mac 303. Evan Mac 303. Um, Evan's daddy 303. <laughs> all right. With uh, Evan. <laughs> Evan 2.0 303. Okay, uh, the Mac Twins 3.0303 over here with all the threes. So anyway, thank you guys so much. I appreciate you guys, and we'll talk soon.